changes to me already, and that doesn't typically happen. I usually have to finish one in order to start the other. So I'm really excited that the Lord has already been speaking to me about Sunday's message as well, and it's going to be a good one. And so I'm just really excited that, um, I don't know, we're all moving from glory to glory, amen? Um, tonight I'm going to be sharing with you um, about dominion prayer. I hear a little buzzing. Um, might be outside, I don't know. <laughs> um, dominion prayer. And um, we're going to turn and start with Genesis 1, 26 through 28. It says this, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man, you and I, in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And God blessed them, and he said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Okay, so we're talking about dominion prayer. You might be wondering, what's dominion? And, you know, I like to look up definitions. I might have an idea about what it means, but I want to, like, read what, what it means. It means sovereignty or control. Man establishes dominion over nature. Um, so, basically, when God said that you have dominion and he created us in his own image and in his own likeness, he gave us this power to have dominion over the earth. We can command things and they come to pass. Jesus, or the Lord spoke and the Holy Spirit manifested and it came to pass. He created the heavens and the earth in this kind of way because of what? Because of the power and dominion that he had. And when he created man, this is like the basic, this is the, the foundation to where why your prayers are powerful, okay? When he created man, he gave us dominion which is the sovereignty or the control over this world. He gave us dominion. Isn't that powerful? Um, and so God created us just like him so that we could rule in this earth and have dominion, have the power over nature and over the effects of you know, what's going on in this earth. He created us with the power. Um, Mark eleven twenty three and 24 Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to you and I, and he says, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe that it will happen. Have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. Now I'm going to go backwards, and I did this on purpose. Verse 22 says, have faith in God. That is the absolute key to, have, to having your prayers answered. First, before you pray, make sure that your heart's in the right place and that you have, you have confident hope, expectation, that what you're praying for is actually going to come to pass. Otherwise, it's just words. It's faith that's the key. And here's the thing, when we pray, what we need to have faith in before anything else is have faith in who you, he created you to be, child of God, and what he created you with, the dominion. When you have faith that he created you with that dominion, when you pray, you can know 
that you have the petitions that you ask for. You can speak and you can have confidence that something is going to change because you spoke. Amen? So imagine um, the Lord, you know, speaking and commanding the heavens and the earth to come to be and um, not exercising faith that he had that power or that he had that dominion. He expects us to know who we are and, that, and, and to function with the power and the dominion that we have. And so how are we going to do that? He says in verse 22, have faith in God. And then he says, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea. It will happen. Why? Because you have faith in God. Therefore, you're having faith in that dominion and who you were created to be like, like him. Amen? So how is that possible? How could a mountain be removed? And he's really talking about an obstacle. He's talking about, I mean, he's talking about pretty much anything that you're facing that's between you and the answer. He's saying, if you have faith in God, you can say to that mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And if, as long as if you don't doubt in your heart, you can have whatsoever things you desire and it will be yours. But you have to first have faith that you have the dominion to command that mountain to be removed. Otherwise, like I said, it's just words. We have to have faith. So... Faith in him, faith in his word, and faith in what he says he gave us. Amen? Luke 10, 19, Jesus says to his disciples and says to you and I, he says, look, talking about things that creep on this earth, well, the devil, he's in this earth. Bible says greater is he that is in us than he that is what? In this world, in this earth. And he gave us dominion over everything that creeps upon the earth. And so he's not just talking about the animals or, you know, the birds or the, the bees or the fish. I actually was reading a book about a guy, and my dad talks about a story too, um, how he commanded, how he used his dominion, his authority to command the mosquitoes to stay away. Because how many of you know mosquitoes are a major distraction in a tent meeting? Huge distraction. And so I liked that story because I heard that story all my life. Um, while reading this book, I heard this minister talking about this. He's in um, all these different, you know, areas of the world. And it just really, he loved being sent out to wherever God wanted him to go. But the mosquitoes really bugged him. And uh, he said he was like um, a dinner bell or something. He said they would just come and feast on him until he learned dominion. I mean, here he is, a man of God, a man of faith, you know, and he's out there having doors open for him, and he's ministering all over, having miracle signs and wonders, but yet he's getting eaten. <laughs> Until the Lord says, have faith, take dominion, release the glory of God, and something changes. You know, I learned that at a young age, um, you know, from stories from my father, but but um, we really do. It's really what it is, is having faith in God before you pray or before you speak that you know something's going to take place because heaven backs you up. Amen? And we, we truly do. The greater one is on the inside of us. So when we speak, things are created or things are destroyed depending on how you're using your words. And so Luke 10, he says this to, to the disciples. Look, I have given you authority we could say dominion over all the power of the enemy. 
And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them, and nothing will injure you. You can use that with um, um, principalities and powers. You can use that with mosquitoes. You can use that with a snake. Like Paul shook a venomous snake from his hand, and it didn't harm him. Um, You know, whatever it is that your mountain is, that you're faced with, if you have faith and use the dominion that you were created with, the power that you were created with and say for that thing to be removed, it will be removed. Amen? So what we're doing is we're laying a foundation so that you have confidence when you pray. So that when you pray, you have faith in who God created you to be and with what God created you with, which is dominion or power. And so when you go to pray and you bind the enemy or you command a mountain to move aside because it's blocking your results to your prayer or blocking the results to an unbeliever getting saved or whatever it might be, when you speak in authority, having faith in God, you take that dominion and you release it. Amen? And so God says to his disciples or to you and I, he's like, let me just give you an example of this dominion. He says, I have given you authority or dominion over all the power of the enemy. You can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them and nothing will injure you. So he's talking both spiritual and physical here. You know, all the power of the enemy. He said in his word, he says, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in high places. So he's given us dominion over everything that creeps upon this earth. And so he's given us dominion over the enemy. And even if it comes down, if the enemy comes down to a snake, then he's giving you dominion over that snake. But we have to know who we are, like we talked about Sunday, what we have been given or how we've been created, and hold our head up high. You know, have confidence and release. When you pray, have faith that something's going to take place. Don't just go into prayer just because it's a religious habit and pray about it and actually expect the worst. We, when we pray, we should be expecting that something's going to change, that things are going to rearrange. And we might not know how he's working, and we might not see how he's working, but we can have confidence that he is working. Amen? I just heard that somewhere. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of our tongue, and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words... If you understand what's in your tongue, you're going to watch it. Actually, there's another scripture that says our tongue is a rudder of the ship. It will determine which way your life goes. In other words, that dominion, whether you realize it or not, is going to direct your ship, direct your boat, direct you into the way that your life is going to go. And the Lord speaks to us and reminds us this dominion is in your mouth. It's in your voice. You were created with this. So when you speak, you either create life, blessings, or cursings, death or life. Why? Why does that happen? Because he created us to be like him in his image with that authority, that dominion to create or to destroy, to rule over this land or over the sea, or to trample or bind the enemy. That's how he created us. Why? Because he knew that he wasn't going to be here on this earth all the time. He knew that he was going to go away. He was going to give us the Holy Spirit. And he was not only going to be with us, but he's going to be in us. 
so that then we could say, greater is he that is in me, you know, than he that is in the world. But that's not going to do us much good unless we exercise the fact that he's in us. Unless we exercise the fact of everything he gave us, which is dominion and power. We need to watch our mouths for that reason, because we're created with such powerful words. Matthew 17, 20, he, he says again, he says, I tell you the truth. If you would have faith even as small as a mustard seed. So he's like reiterating, um, you know, one of them's Mark, one of them's Matthew. And this is their different perspectives. They heard different bits and pieces. You know, um, if we were all to hear um, what we heard Sunday morning, we would all have taken away different things that the Lord spoke to our hearts. And so I love the Gospels. Um, because you got different people's take. They were all there, the same message, but they all took something different. And so he's kind of saying a little bit of the same thing, but he adds to it. I tell you the truth, if you had even faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain. Now, we didn't hear that last time. You could say to this mountain, be thou removed. Um, move from this place from here to there, and it would be done. He says nothing would be impossible. I love that version. He's basically saying, the last, you know, in, on Mark, he was saying, have faith in God, and then he went to say, you know, you could speak to this mountain, be thou removed. But here in Matthew, he's saying, I tell you the truth, if you even have the smallest bit of faith, you can do it. You can say for this mountain to go from here to there. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life that something stood in the way of the answer to my prayer. And I could clearly see what it was or who it was or the attack, you know, that was trying to cause resistance. But we don't really need to fear or worry about that because we have been given dominion over every creeping thing, over all the powers of the air. Amen? so that nothing shall by any means hurt us. And so there's nothing in this world, he didn't leave out the power um, that takes authority over the, the devil. He didn't leave out the power that even takes the authority over a physical thing, like a snake or a scorpion or a mountain. He gave us the power over everything in this earth, even the skies, even the rain. And he demonstrates it in the word of God in a number of occasions. I'll list a couple tonight. But he wants us to walk with our head held high. And he wants us when we go to pray or when we go to speak, he wants us to on purpose have faith in God. And even if it's just like, okay, I know God, you can do anything. And it helps me. And I'm just going to give you like a word to the wise. It helps me to reflect on another time he answered a prayer. Because then I remember that he answers prayer, okay? And, and then it builds my own faith. So all, that's why he says, think about, remind him of all the things that he has done when you go to pray. Well, the reason he's doing that isn't for him, it's for you. You bring it back to his remembrance and it encourages you. And so he says, I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be thou removed from here to there, and it would be done. Nothing would be impossible. Why? Because we already have the power within us to create 
our words create or our words can remove that mountain. All we need is the smallest mustard seed of faith. And, and for me, that's reflection on who God is, on what he's done for me in the past, on an answered prayer. And he doesn't change. And so if I know he did it for me then, I know he'll do it for me now, right? He'll answer my prayer now. And so if I know when I took authority over this thing that it was moved, then what's the difference between that thing and this thing? Absolutely nothing. You have the same Jesus living on the inside of you, the same greater one, and you have that same dominion, that same power and authority that has um, been there since he you know, that since he created a um, man. And so whatever comes in our path, whatever resistance of the spirit or even in the natural, so to say, you have the authority and the dominion over that thing. But too often, you know, Christians will come against something and they'll try to go around it. But we have the authority to remove it from our path. And sometimes if we don't see it immediately move, um, we give up too quickly. He says we reap if we faint not. We need to have faith, even a small bit, he says, even the tiniest mustard seed of faith, that when you speak, God's going to do something. Something's going to be accomplished when you command that thing to move. Have expectation that it's going to be moved, that God's going to deal with it. I like that little uh, chorus, even when... I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Because you never stop working, especially if you have faith in God. Especially if you're speaking and declaring something, it's going to come to pass. But you have to stay steadfast in that. You have to hold fast to your confession or your profession or your releasing of the faith in God. Amen? Hallelujah. Mark 11 Let's turn there. Mark 11, verses 12 through 14. This is an example of um, Jesus demonstrating the dominion. The next morning, as they were leaving for Bethany, Jesus was hungry, and he noticed a fig tree in a full leaf. In other words, it should be ripe. Um, In full leaf, a way off. So he went over to see if he could get any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early. Okay, so it was too early in the season for the fruit, but it looked like it was, you know, developed. Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat of your fruit again. And the disciples heard him. First of all, if you read on, Jesus goes to turn. I I was kind of giggling to myself when I was reading this. And this this is a little bunny trail, but side trail. But Jesus goes and curses the fig tree because he was hungry, it was morning, and he wanted something to eat. And I don't know about you, but some people, if they haven't had their coffee in the morning, or if they haven't had something to eat, they can get a little grumpy, right? And so Jesus goes on the same day to the temple, and he starts tearing it up. He starts flipping tables and opening cages and just, you know, having at it in the temple. And I'm like, man, he needs some breakfast, (laughs) That's what I was giggling about. But anyways, that's my side trail. But this is interesting because really what Jesus was doing was on purpose. I believe he didn't accidentally find out there was no figs on that tree. I think he knew what he was doing. So he goes up to the tree and he curses it for not having figs. And it says the disciples heard them. That's key right there. Okay, let's go to verse, um, skipping ahead. I just told you what happens after that. He gets angry in the... 
in the temple and Mark eleven twenty. It says, the next morning as they passed by that same fig tree that he had cursed, the disciples noticed it was withered from the roots and up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day, and he exclaimed, look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed is withered up and has died. Then Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, here we hear it again, you can say to this mountain, be lifted up and be thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and not have doubt in your heart. I tell you, he's teaching us how to pray, people. He's teaching us the power of our words. He says, I tell you, you can pray for anything and if you will believe that you receive it, it will be yours. When you're praying, this is, this is a key here, though. When you're praying, first forgive anyone that you are holding a grudge against so that your heavenly Father will forgive your sins as well. Why does he add that at the end of this lesson about dominion and about prayer? Because sin is a hindrance to your prayers getting answered. Sin is the mountain in the way of that answer. So he says, if you're going to pray... Before you do, let's just clear the slate a little bit. He says, if there's anyone you're holding a grudge against, any unforgiveness in your life or pretty much any sin, go ahead and forgive them and just ask me to forgive you first. In other words, remove that sin. Remove that hindrance, okay? But let me, I'm going to go over this again. It's so powerful. So he says, the next morning they passed by the fig tree, he cur- the fig tree that he had cursed, and the disciples noticed that it was withered from the roots and up. Peter's the one who exclaimed and remembers. He says, look, Rabbi, the fig tree you curse has withered up and died. And Jesus responds. He says, have faith in God. And we heard that in every single scripture we've read so far. In order to receive an answer to prayer, you have to have faith in God. And you have to have expectation. Faith is expectation of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. In other words, you are excited before you actually see it in manifestation. Because, why would you be excited Because you have assurance that he is faithful to whom he's promised. And over and over here, we're hearing that he has promised us some things, you know. And you're standing on the word of God and you're believing something that he has promised. And so when you go to stand in prayer, he's saying, have faith in God. And remember, Jesus instructed us, clear away the sin, clear away that hindrance. And then pray and have faith in God. Have expectation, okay? Um, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen. Don't doubt in your heart. Don't pray it and then start doubting it and start, start trying to figure out a way where it's going to work some other way. Because that's doubt. If you're going to pray about it, then believe it's actually going to happen. Don't pray and then start planning for it not to work out. That's doubt. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. When you are praying, and then he goes on and gives the instruction. My son Ashton loves animals, loves um, 
marine life. <laughs> he loves fish. He even loves the mounted ones. But whatever the case, his birthday's coming up. It's uh, on the 29th, and he'll be 15. He's downstairs watching Jude and Wyatt. But um, anyways, he is planning on getting a lizard for his birthday. He's been planning this. We've heard about it for about a year. Then he changed it for a little bit. Then he went back to it. Anyways, he got our word that he can have a lizard, that we're going to get him a lizard. That's his birthday present. So we don't hear anything but lizard talk in our house. <laughs> he has faith that when we say something, it's going to happen. He has total expectation, and all he can do is talk about it and envision it and plan where it's going to go. So much so that one of his fish tanks busted this week. I don't know why, it just started leaking and going on the floor. I don't know if he did it. I don't know. <laughs> you asked him. No, I don't think he did it. But anyways, usually something like that would really upset him because he likes his marine life. And uh, he's like, now I have a place for my lizard. <laughs> but whatever the case, the point of it is he has, when he got our word, our promise, he has a complete expectation so much so that he's imagining it, he's meditating on it, he's thinking on it, he's planning it. Is that, is that silly or is that expectation? Is that doubt? No, that's faith. And so when we pray, after we've prayed in faith, after we've spoken and commanded something to leave or com commanded something to come and loosed it, we should have so much expectation that we're talking about it, that we're thanking him and thinking about it, and that we're even planning when we have it where it's going to go, if it's like a car or if it's like a house or if it's a bicycle or if it's a new job, whatever it is, you're planning how it's going to happen. Now, you're not trying to figure out how it's going to happen. You're not trying to make plans as if it wasn't going to happen because that would be doubt. But you just have this assurance that what you prayed, what you believed for, or whatever you commanded to flee, it's going to happen. Why? Because you have faith in God. Because when you pray, you have power. You have dominion. So Jesus is demonstrating his dominion, and he curses that fig tree. And he shows the disciples. He's like, they're like amazed. And he's like, you know... All you need is just a little bit of faith in God. You can do the same thing. You shouldn't be amazed. You can say to this mountain, be removed. In fact, he says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you'll believe or have faith in God and use that dominion, anything that you believe for, if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours anything. So he's like, don't let it stop at this fig tree. He's like, I've, you were created just like me with this dominion. You were also created in the image of God with this power and this dominion. When you pray, if you'll just have faith in God, again, that's the key. When you speak, things are either blessed or they're cursed. So when we pray, and have faith in God, we release that dominion. 
We release that power onto the situation, and then we just expect, look forward to, imagine, and, you know, it's created. Even if we don't see it, even if we don't feel it, it's going to happen. Amen? Isn't that exciting? I think it's exciting. Let's turn to Mark 4. We're going to read verses 35. This is another example, but the other direction. Um, Mark 4, verse 35 through 41. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in a boat and started leaving the crowds behind. Um, although other boats followed, but soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and began to fill the boat with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. In other words, he was just at total peace, okay? The disciples woke him up in an uproar. They were shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he stood up, he rebuked the wind. In other words, he took dominion. He spoke, and he said to the waves, silence, be still. He had expectation that when he releases that dominion, something's going to happen, or he wouldn't have said it. Silence, be still. Suddenly, the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them again, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? That is so important. Again, it's the key. The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man, they asked each other. Even the winds and waves obey him. But listen, another demonstration of the dominion and the power that we have. Remember, Jesus was here as an example for you and I. And so, and he said, I give you all authority, all dominion over everything. Okay? And he gave us this power and this dominion. He's exercising it over a tree. He's exercising it over, over um, the wind and the waves. We can also exercise it over um, finances and over the enemy. He's given us this dominion. And there's so many examples in the word. And he exercises it. And he has faith that when he releases those words, that there's going to be a calm. He doesn't wonder. He doesn't worry, like, what if this isn't going to work? He just does it. He has faith in who he was created to be. He has faith in what God put on the inside of him. And that's what we need. And he scolds his disciples once again. His, part of his teaching is scolding, <laughs> correcting, instructing. And that's how kids learn, right? And so he scolds his disciples, and he says, they were freaked out, and he says, why would, you, why would you doubt? Where was your faith? Because that's the key. You could have done this. That's what he's saying. Where was your faith? You could have done this. You were created in the image of God, in the likeness of God. You were created with this dominion. Remember, if you say to this mountain, be removed, or if you say to this storm, peace, be still. It shall be done unto you. Anything, he says, in fact, anything you pray for, if you have faith, that is the key. 
Faith in who God is and who he created you to be, in the dominion he gave you. Faith that something is going to take place when I pray in agreement. That something is going to take place when I take authority over the enemy. That something is going to take place when I command something to be loosed or I command something to be set free. I have faith. Even if I don't feel something, I don't need to feel a heat. I don't need to feel the vibrations. I don't need to feel electricity come out of my hands. I have faith that when we do or when we speak what God's word says to do or speak, it's going to happen. Why? Because I have faith in God, number one, and he gave me dominion. He gave you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and every creeping thing. He said, behold, I give unto you authority, dominion. Amen? And so there's these occasions, and these are our examples, our demonstrations of dominion and possibilities of we, that we have to create or to bind the enemy or to destroy bondages or, um, you know, things that come our way. And um, whether it's a storm or whether it's a mountain, God says, you have the power, you have the dominion. Clear the way. Just clear the way and expect to see that answer. I don't know about you, but I know sometimes things are, and you shouldn't, he says, uh, you'll reap if you faint not. So continue having faith that when you pray and you know that you've been in faith and you know that you've been believing, then just continue to imagine it. Continue to have faith and expecting where it's going to go or or how it's going to be when when that person gets saved or be expecting it's going to happen. Don't doubt. Amen. Matthew 18, 18, he says, here's that scripture I just quoted. He says, I tell you the truth. He never lies. And interesting that he does say always, I tell you the truth. (laughs) He's like, just a reminder, I'm not making this stuff up. I only tell the truth. The word of God says that God's word doesn't return void. He says he's not a man that he would lie. You know, we can trust him. We can take him at his word. And so he says, I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So this is why God says our prayers are powerful. Because we've been given dominion. And when we pray, things happen. James 5.16, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power. Why? Because we've been given dominion. We have power Things happen when we bind and loose. Things happen when we say to this mountain, be removed and command it to leave. When we say, peace be still on a situation, things take place if we'll have faith. Because we have been given dominion. The earnest, heartfelt prayer of a righteous person, remember righteousness? Remember he said to forgive anyone who's hurt you or to forgive if you hold anything against somebody because that's righteousness. If you want your prayers answered, you want to live in righteousness. You want to make sure to clear the slate if you want to go to the Lord and ask him for something in prayer. Prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Ask and you shall receive so that your joy may be full. When you get those wonderful results, you get excited because God heard you and he answered your prayer. Who here has ever had an answered prayer? I hope everybody. Okay? Jesus came into your heart. There's the biggest answered prayer. 
Even when you were without, even when you lived a life of sin, even when you didn't deserve it, you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and he came in and he had died for you even though you didn't deserve it. It's the most incredible answer to prayer. But what did it take? Faith. When you pray, you believe that you receive and it will be yours. What are we doing? We're taking dominion. We're stepping into what God created us to do and to be. We're speaking and releasing that power and that dominion. And so just for a moment, before you go to pray about anything, just take your place. You have to step into it on purpose and say, I was created in the image of God. I have been given dominion and power over all the power of the enemy, over every creeping thing. And when I say to this mountain, be removed, it's going to be removed. Lord, I have faith and hope and expectation in you that something good's about to happen, that an answer is on its way, and then speak to that thing, and then pray and ask him. He says, if you do it this way, then you can ask anything and it will be yours. I was studying this and I was like, I cannot wait to finish this because I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray some real faith prayers. Amen. I was excited because faith was coming as I was studying the word. And I was like, wow, all God needs is us to see this and have that mustard seed of faith that he actually hears us and have a mustard seed of faith that he actually gave us that dominion and power, that something that we're going to have expectation that something's going to happen when we as a believer praise. It kind of gives James 5 a whole new light. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Why? Because we have dominion. Things take place when we pray and when we speak blessing or cursing, life or death is in our tongue. So when we speak, that dominion is released and answers come. We can either curse the tree or we can calm the storm. We can bind the enemy or we can loose the angels. We can speak to something and command it to be removed if it's standing in the way. God is illustrating to us what we have as a child of God created in his image and in his likeness. Oh, man. I'm so excited the Holy Spirit is manifesting all over me. James 1, 6 and 7 says this. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Don't waver in your faith, for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people, Lord, let, us not be, let it not be us, such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So I, I shared with you what doubt is. It's planning on it not working out, right? And so he's saying, if you're someone who's praying to him, yet you're planning on it not working out, or you're still trying to, let's say you're praying for God to come through in your finances, you're doing what God says to do, which is give and you shall receive, or sowing your tithes and the windows of heaven will be open, he'll pour out a blessing, you know that God, you're doing what God's word says to do, so now you're coming to the Lord and presenting to him a need that you have, 
When you pray, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. Have faith. It doesn't, it, doubt would be trying to rearrange your budget after you've prayed to try to figure it out. That's doubt. So don't, if, if you've tried to figure it out over here, then don't expect it over here. Because your loyalty is divided, he said. And your faith really isn't fully in him. That means in that case, we didn't even have a mustard seed of faith. <laughs> because we had to detour and, and go try to figure it out on our own. God wants us to relinquish control. He wants us to put our trust completely in him. Amen? When you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalties unsettled as a wave of the sea that's blown and tossed by the wind, such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Well, I don't want that to be me. I want to receive something from the Lord. I want things to take place when I pray. And we need to understand that it's not always immediate. But we still, like the song was saying, we still need to have faith. Even when it looks like he's not doing it yet. Even when we don't hear him saying anything in response to our prayers yet. We need to have faith in the word of God. He says, when you pray, he hears you. And, he, and you can know, you can have assurance, you can have expectation, faith in God, that whatever you have asked for, you have received, not will receive, not um, possibly going to receive, not maybe you have to make another plan and, and possibly receive. No, you will receive. Your joy will be full. Amen? So we need to realize that every prayer is a dominion prayer if you have faith in God and who he created you to be and what he created you with. In the beginning, God created us. Let's read that first scripture again. Sorry, I took it off my phone. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Let them have dominion over all the fish of the sea, over all the fowl of the air, over cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God he created him, male and female. He blessed them, and he said, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and take dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every single thing that liveth or moveth upon the earth. So when we have faith in God, we're saying, God, I believe that I was created with this dominion. And when you put a mustard seed of faith in the fact that you have the power in your words to speak, to release, to create, to remove, to loose, when you go to pray, it gets that expectation going, that faith going, that something's going to take place. And so I just, I'm expecting I know that after I received this word and went to prayer, something had changed on the inside of me. And so we're going to give the Lord at least 10, 15 minutes to allow you to release that faith. Some of you see, you don't need to raise your hand, but some of you see where you maybe have, getting it, have been getting it wrong. <laughs> You've been planning for uh, God not hearing you. We need to have faith that this power is coming through us when we speak. 
that we can loose, that we can bind, and it's happening. Plan for success. Plan with expectation for that lizard to go in the corner over here. <laughs> Plan with expectation for that, for that um, salvation of that loved one. Plan for, for um, success that you're, you know, getting that job or you're getting that promotion. Just plan for God's answers. Pray, obviously, in line with the word of God. But know that you have the petitions that you've asked for because you have been given dominion. And when you release those words, the Holy Spirit goes to create, just like God releasing his words. Amen? So let's just, you can put on some um, instrumental worship music and let's just give God 10 minutes. Let's, let's exercise our faith. Faith without works is dead. So we want to exercise our faith and release our faith. So whatever it is that you've been believing God for, let's try that again. Not in doubt, but if you realize that you've, you've been getting it wrong, then go ahead and say, I thank you, Lord. Tonight I learned I have dominion, that power is released when I pray. And Lord, tonight I have faith and hope, expectation in you that these things that I'm praying for, that you hear me, and I have the petitions that I've asked for. So I'm just going to open up the altar or pray however you want to. Walk around, kneel. And let's go ahead and ask the Lord in faith.